uh, and so I love to do that kind of stuff. So, um, and plus it gets me away from Jonathan, but um, and and Leslie. So it's okay. So um, no no worries. But there's a few things that I've learned since I've been here. Number one, Nebraskan fans. Oh my goodness. Like, I swear there was like a weeping and mourning yesterday in throughout the city. But it's all right. I was happy because the Spartans won and Iowa won. So Brad was happy and, and, and Becky was happy. So, so we're okay. But I had to understand that that's just like sacred. So number two, um, I've been bow fishing with the guys. And I realized that not every small town has a McDonald's. That... You know, like Alma, there's no McDonald's down there. We were hungry, we got done fishing, and we wanted to go, and we ended up going to Cinnabon, out of all places. Anyways, and, the, and then the next thing um, is that I really do love being here. So it's just been a really great, a great time to be here. So my wife and I really enjoyed it. Um, we've just enjoyed being around you guys and the church family, and uh, thank you so much for welcoming us. We, uh, we definitely feel part of the family and uh, definitely feel like this is where God has us and the calling of God is in this place right now. So I thank you so much for that and welcoming us and, and just, the, just the warm, I don't want to call it warm fuzzies, but if that's what you want to call it, warm fuzzies of feeling good about knowing where God has called us to be and in this place. And so thank you so much for, for welcoming us and allowing us to be here um, and hearing Jonathan, you know, allowing him to say, hey, this guy's okay. So hopefully, hopefully I'm okay. Hopefully, you know, we live up to, maybe Jonathan didn't share a lot, so maybe it's okay. Maybe he's like, he's okay guy. So hopefully, it's all good. But I want to share, like I said earlier, just share where God has brought us. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit about forgiveness. Um, and I think that's just a really deep thing um, that the Lord has really brought my wife Linda and I through. And um, I, uh, I was in ministry for, for nine years, and then the Lord sort of, I'll share a little bit later, but plucked us out and allowed us to focus on some things that he really wanted to share with us. And then now we're here. And so I really feel like God's allowed that to happen. Um, three years ago, um, the Lord, like I said, the Lord plucked us out, and I, we left um, a place that... that for, for 35 years, I went to church there. Um, I was on staff. I, was, I grew up there as a little kid. I knew everybody. And um, the thing was is that there was a things that happened in a time of transition. Our senior pastor um, left, and, and then a new pastor came in, and then um, I was over running like master's commission like Jonathan was doing when he was younger. Um, not that he's that much older and making it sound like it was a long time ago, but um, I was doing the same type of a thing. And um, so in that time of transition, there was a lot of hurt and pain that happened to me. There was a lot of, a lot of frustrations, a lot of things that were said, a lot of things that were done that, that just really caused me a lot of hurt and pain. Uh, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness. And I didn't know what to do. And so... I handled it wrong. So I'm going to be real with you this morning. All right, um, that's just the way that I am. You see what you get, you get what you see. I'm pretty straightforward. I'm pretty, here I am, open book. Um, so if I mess up, forgive me, sorry. 
I'm not, you know, anyways, yeah. So, uh, so, we, so when I left there, uh, I felt, and my wife felt, like the God called us to do it, and we, we really did. We felt like God was just going to swing open the doors, and we were going to walk into ministry, and we are just going to be like, yes, this is awesome. This is a great time. God's taking us to a new place. Little did I know, it would be exactly, almost exactly to the day, three years later, that I was hired on by Spirit of Life Church. I thought I'd walk in, and God would be like, whoa, oh, yes. This is awesome. But God had other plans. And the thing was is he reminded me of, of a few things. One, I never thought I'd be a stay-at-home dad. I was a stay-at-home dad for three years. Um, and I thought that that would never happen. And, and people were like, Bo, you need, to, you need to go work. You need to you know, provide for your family because that's, that's what the Bible says. You need to go out there and you need to do that and you need to do this. And so, okay, I applied for over thousands of jobs. For people that said, I'll even go to the store because I have connections. I'll talk to the manager. I'll talk to the, the boss, and I will get you a job. I had a guy who worked, some of you guys know too, um, Rick Lombard. He wrote me letters for the, for the state of Iowa because we thought about moving to Iowa, and he works for the government. He wrote me letters to, to get in to some of the places you know, of um, work with his influence and the governor's influence, and I didn't get jobs. And I was like, God, Really? Really, I have all these things. What in the world are you trying to do in my life and in our lives to teach us? And he, he said, first, 2 Corinthians 20, verse 12, says this, our God, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face the vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And in that moment, that I was in such frustration, such hurt, and such pain, God, I was like, God, I don't, I don't really know what to do. I'm at this place where I have no clue what to do, but I know one thing, is if my eyes are focused on you, you will take me past this vast army that stands before me. And you will lead me to a place that is so much greater than I could ever imagine. And I'm telling you, God led me here. And that story in itself, I'll share in a bit, but, but that place of knowing where God has called us to, that I am so confident that I heard the voice of the Lord that says, Bo, this is where you are supposed to take your wife and your kids. Nebraska, really? <laughs> Never my wildest dreams. I love the mountains and I love the outdoors, so we get the outdoors here, you know. But I never said, I, I never wanted to live in the city. Never wanted to live in town. Guess where I'm living? In town. But the thing is, is that there's so much more fulfillment that the Lord has brought in this place. And I understand that it's new. And I understand that, like, okay, when there's sometimes when you're in a new place, sometimes there's that excitement and that thing. But I have one thing that I know, no matter what comes my way, God called us here. And so I can hold on to that whether how hard it gets here, no matter how hard and crazy and wild it may get, because it probably will at times, I have the word of the Lord that said, Bo, move your family to Kearney, Nebraska. And so then the second thing he said is Isaiah 40, 31, which is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible ever growing up. And actually I had my brother, I haven't, if you come to our house, you'll see it once we hang it up. 
but my brother um, carved a six-foot eagle, bald eagle for me, um, and I ha- had it hanging up in our, our old house, and I haven't put it up yet in this house. But it says, but those who hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be in faint. When we wait on the Lord and the timing of the Lord, the Lord allows certain things to happen. And it may be really frustrating. It may be a place of just hurt and pain. It may be a place of, Lord, I just am so doggone not patient. And so our Lord's like, I just want to teach you some things. Let me teach you what patience is all about. I told you when I left in that place, I was in a place of hurt. I was in a place of frustration, a spot of being really negative. I was in a spot of anger, and I was just in a spot of being very, very low. I wasn't doing what God had called me to do. And that was to minister to his people. Because I was allowing that hurt and that pain and that frustration to get in the way of what God really called me to do. See, I was in a spot that I thought God could use me But little did I know that God didn't want to use me in that way. He wanted to teach me a whole lot more. I thought that I could do a really good job and that I could walk in that spot of ministry and God would open up the doors. But the Lord wanted to share a few things with me. And I believe sometimes God takes us out of our calling, quote-unquote, And what I mean by that is is sometimes God allows us to set the bench for a little bit so that we can see what he's doing in our lives. And so he's like, hey, Bo, why don't you sit down for three years? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, God, I've learned it. I know I'm ready to go wherever you want me to go. I I do it. Come on, God, just, just take me to that place. I'm ready. A year goes by. Really, God, come on. It's been a year. I think I've learned it. Haven't I learned it? No. Another year goes by. God, seriously, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know how much longer I have. And I I just don't feel like I can make it anymore. And he takes me another year. Really? Three years, God? Why didn't you say something like, you know what, it's going to be a while. It's going to be three years before you walk into the next place. No, he wanted to teach me some things. But see, I knew that in Romans eleven twenty nine, it said God's giftings and God's callings are irrevocable. So I knew that God was going to place me in a place that I was going to be able to go forward. He didn't want to take me backwards because I, I, I couldn't go backwards anymore. I mean, I could have said, forget it, God. I'm never going to the ministry again. I don't want to be there. And there was times where I felt that way. But I knew deep down inside my calling in life was to be a pastor, was to serve people and come alongside of them and walk through life with them.
I knew because of the things God has placed inside of my heart, the passions and desires that he has, that I knew that I could do this as long as I kept my eyes focused on him. Focused on the one that created us. The one that designed me to be the very thing that he's called me to be. So I thought, so it wasn't though he took me away, but he wanted me to focus on some things, like I said before, and make me stronger. See, the thing is, is in, in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with everything form of malice. Be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. I said before, I was in a spot of bitterness, a spot of anger. I don't know if I was necessarily rage, but I think there's probably moments where I was, to be honest with you, where I'd come home and I'd be like, Linda, I just want to beat the tar of that person. And she'd be like, Bo, just calm down. It's okay. I was in a place where slander and malice, a place of gossip, a place where because I was hurt, I was hurting others, and that's not a good place to be in. So the Lord said, hey, come away. Sit down for a while. Let me teach you some things. See, because it's, those things are totally opposite of what God wants. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, such things, there is no law. So everything that I had inside of me that I was feeling could not allow me to hit that wall to really do what God called me to do. So he said, set the bench. All right, God, I want to learn those things. So I believe he wanted me to learn three things, and these three things I'll share with you. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40. It said, And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the greatest and first commandment. And second is like this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments um, depend on all the law and the prophets. Everything hangs on those two things. Love God with everything and love your neighbor. The third thing is he brought me to is Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So love God, love your neighbor, and go and make disciples. But I had to get rid of that stuff that was hindering me from allowing me to truly love my neighbor. So we very desperately need to have those three things. And the Lord took me through this process, these three years, 
of allowing me to develop these things. Am I there yet? No, I think I got a lot to learn still. But that's okay. That's why we have the body of believers, to help us walk through things in life. And I'm okay. You come up and you're like, Bo, your word wasn't very good this morning. I really didn't care for it. That's all right. I swallow my pride and I'll be like, hey, that's okay. How can I make it better for you? How can I make it better? Allowing the Lord to use you to sharpen me. See, I couldn't have done those things with all those things inside of me. So I had to learn how to forgive. I had to learn how to love my neighbor. And that was very hard. Because it was my pastor that hurt me. It was my coworkers that hurt me. It was my elders that hurt me. And I was hurt. I was a wreck. You can ask my wife. She'll probably be like, yep, he was a wreck. But I knew that God wanted me to take me to a new place. And I, I knew the scriptures that said, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, for if you were to for, or for if you forgive others' trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. And whenever you stand praying, this is in Mark eleven twenty five. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you your trespasses. And see, I knew those things. I knew that I needed to forgive them. So I'm like, all right, I can forgive. That's great. So what I did is I went to each one of them. And I said, forgive me. Please forgive me. I, I'm sorry for what I did. You know, you hurt me, but that's okay. I forgive you. And so I knew that that's what the Scripture verse said. But I didn't really know what true forgiveness was really all about. Because when I came to a situation, this anger and this pain started to come back and rise up inside of me. And I was like, that pastor, he, he was a jerk to me. Or those elders, they knew me way better because I went there for 32 years. Why didn't they know me better? They should have known me when I was a little kid. Like my son Malachi, you know, they knew me when I was two years old. They probably changed my diapers. They knew me. Probably more than I wanted them to know me. But they did. So why, did, why couldn't they treat me better? And so every time I came to that place of saying, Lord, please forgive them, or please help me forgive them, forgive, I still allowed that hurt and that pain to be there. And so I'm going to share a story, a little story about, I took a friend out to Colorado, and Kelly, if you want to get ready, um, I took a friend out to Colorado. We moved. Um, She's really good friends with my wife, and she asked, hey, could you help us move to save some money? So I was like, sure. And I took a couple extra days to um, spend in the mountains. I just wanted to 
have some fun in the mountains and just me and God time. And um, so I did. And um, I was, I don't know exactly where I was, but it was a dirt road in the mountains of Colorado, which is probably a lot of them. So I don't know specifically, but I know I heard specifically the Lord ask me, Bo, did you forgive them? And I answered, yes, yes, Lord, I forgave them. He said, then, then why would, have you said that you would never work for them again? Because I said that. I said, I would never work for any of those people ever again. I will never step foot back in that place again. I forgive them, but I don't want to go there. And I said, Lord, it just hurts. It hurts a lot. It hurts because if I, I forgive them, then that means that I'm going to have to give up my feelings, and I don't want to give up my feelings. And he goes, you know what, Bo? I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be hurt day in and day out. I know how it feels. And he said to me, Bo, isn't my calling on your life more important than your feelings? And it was like God took a big Bible and just smacked me up across the face and said, take that. Because I knew at that moment my calling in life was more important than anything because God designed me to do this. And, if, and I know that I want to be happy doing what I'm doing. I just don't want a job. I want to be happy because this is where God's called me. And so I said, fine, God, take the pain away, take the hurt away, take everything away. If you can do that, I will follow you anywhere you want. I will go where you call, call me to go, even if it's Kearney, Nebraska. Because I believe that my calling far, far greater than anything else I have. Because if I align myself up with what God's called me to do, man, there's great things in store. That allows us to get into a place that is pretty stinking amazing. It says, no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind can conceive what God has in store for those who love him. And I want to be in that place. He reminded me in Psalms 103.12, he's taken our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. In Hebrews 10.17, I will remember their sins and their lawlessness no more. In Acts 3.19, repent therefore and turn back that your sin may be blotted out. And the Lord's like, don't you want to be more like me? I'm like, yeah, God. I want to be like you. I want people to see me and see your presence on me. I want to see how people see me that I can reflect your glory. But I've got to get rid of this pain that's inside of me. See, there's a saying that 
as Jonathan and I were talking, you know, we were talking about this, and true healing is when you no longer have the pain of the memory, but rather the memory of the pain. I can tell you this, that if God told me to go work for those people again, I would do it. Why? Because that's what God's called me to do. I, I know God's called me to be an armor bearer for someone. That's why I'm here with Jonathan helping him. Not that he really needs my help, but that's what God's called me. Oh, he does. But I want to be along a side to run with Jonathan. Run along a side, each one of you, to make this be a church that God's presence resides. That when people walk in this place, they just feel the doors open up and God's presence is all over them. There's another saying, this is one of my favorite ones, but unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Because in reality, the unforgiveness that I have, it's my choice. They might not even know that that person hurt me. Those people didn't even know that they hurt me. Some of them didn't. But I chose to hang on to that pain. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that pain. And they're having fun. Why are they having fun and I'm in this pain? That was hard. I was waiting for them to die while I was drinking the poison in my own life. And I know that today, right now, there are people drinking poison. Because you're waiting for that person next to you, and it might not be right next to you. It might be in this room. It might be a coworker. It might be a past coworker. It might be parents. It might be family, and it might be friends. I don't know. But you're drinking the poison and waiting for them to die. But the Lord is saying, right now, I want to take that poison out of your hands, and I want to give you the fullness of what I have for you. I don't want to take away the I don't want to take away the memory necessarily, but I want to take away that pain that so hurts you right now. Because I want to see you live in true freedom and in true forgiveness. Because my passion is to love God, love others, and make disciples, because that's what God's called us to do. The greatest commandment and the last words that he spoke to us before he ascended into heaven. And I feel so strongly that we have to come to a place where we allow forgiveness trust me, I, I know for myself the hurt and pain that it caused me. And I don't know necessarily some of the things that some of you have walked through that caused some hurt and pain. I don't know that. And I don't want to try to, to, to know your pain. I want to walk alongside of you and help you through it to allow the Lord to give you true freedom. That you can walk in the calling that he's called you to. Because when we walk in that call, when we walk in that thing, 
I'm telling you, you're going to be able to do awesome things for Christ. Because I see great things in store for Spirit of Life Church. And I don't say that because I'm employed here or anything like that. I say that because I truly believe it 100%. I believe that God has amazing things in store. And I know that there's been prophetic words after prophetic words that have been spoken. And I'm believing that as the Lord allows the freedom of forgiveness to flow in our lives, that we can walk in what God's called us to walk in. Allowing us to be in a place that we can say, God, here I am. Send me, use me, mold me, shape me, form me that I can do your perfect will. That if you say left, I go left. If you say right, I go right. But if you say wait three years, then I will wait. As hard as it may be, as, as, as hard as I want to do certain things, Lord, I will stay here in this place, in your presence, allowing you to teach me things, showing me things, bringing me to a place that I can walk just like Adam and Eve did in the garden, where I can hold your hand and walk in the, in the, in the, in the, in the dew of the day that I can walk with you and you can touch me and I can touch you. And what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to ask Kelly and the worship team to go into a song here and have us just worship God. And I'm going to have some, some of the, the, the team come forward to, to pray. But, but what I ask is that we confess our sin. Not, not that person that hurts you, but your sin, your choice. To say, I want to forgive this person. And you can say, well, I can do it sitting here, and you can. You can sit right here and you can say, Lord, I, I do that. But sometimes it takes that step to say, God, right here, right now, I need you to allow me to get rid of this. No more, no longer in my life. Because I don't want it anymore. I want you to rule and reign in my life. I want you to restore the very thing that the enemy was trying to do. I no longer want to drink the poison, but I want to drink the fullness of your glory in my life. Thank you.